Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. And I'm so very glad that you've joined us this evening on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday evening, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 o'clock in the Central Time Zone. And it's 7 o'clock for those of you in the Mountain Time Zone. And those of you in the Pacific, uh, that is 6 o'clock for you. And I trust that your day has been great. And as we start off another week, as usual, we're always looking to make the day a better day. And we're always looking to impact and to uh, affect the lives of those that are listening. For those of you that are listening for the very first time, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and uh, this is a weekly show that we have every Monday night at 9 o'clock. You can reach us by simply dial- dialing uh, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That's one way you can reach us, and there's also the way that you could get in if you'd like to have a question or comment. Just simply dial that number and hit number one on the keypad that lets our producer know that you want to come on the airway. And then you can listen to us by way of internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us. You can find us there. And just simply go to the column there that says Hope and Healing. Go to Live Show, and you will catch us there. And as always, you can always find us. You can always find us uh, in our archives of all of our shows. You can always go back to listen to any of our shows that have aired by simply going to the week that it's aired. And, uh, and I try Trust that you will be not only blessed by the show, but you will have an opportunity to share it with some others. So that is the way to reach us, and if you like to. Perhaps you like to just reach us by way of email uh, tonight, and you don't want to voice your question, but you want to still have your question heard or your comment read. Simply just email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J. T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. And as I say always, welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. It's where we address the issues of abandonment, abuse, rejection. We, 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 uh, we address the issue of loss, grief, not only just domestic violence, but abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, economical abuse, 
anything that have caused a grief or loss in your life, whether it be abandonment or rejection, this is the platform, the platform to educate, but also the platform to empower, the platform to get ahead of the issues and not behind them, the platform to hopefully begin that journey of wholeness with you that you can be restored regardless of where you are in life at this present moment. And I'm always very glad, so very glad to have you listen to us tonight. As always, people, when we come on each and every week, we're thankful for the opportunity to come to you each and every week. It has been absolutely a pleasure. This show has been going on for one year now, and we're just very happy to have had the opportunity to be a part of this show and uh, be a part of this great network here. And uh, it's always a blessing because of the fact we know that there are lives that are touched, there are lives that are transformed. Now, many of you that may be listening, you can also find us on um you can find us uh, on a few pages on Facebook. We have a couple of pages there. One is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Feel free to join that page where we have not only a lot of information about domestic violence, a lot of testimonies, a lot of uh, how-tos, how to get out of things, sharing things that are beneficial to you. But we also have another page called Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Now, that's a very interesting page because that page is almost the opposite. That page is a page of more of inspiration, hope, praise, uplifting. A sharing of not only testimonies and scripture, but it's a page where you can find a very positive insight into so much that we do and so much that we're involved in. And I tell you, I'm just so honored to have those pages there. And we have a very, uh, I always brag, but it's so true. I'm so fortunate to have uh, the administrator of all those pages, none other than Miss Indy Harlem. Uh, she makes it happen. She keeps it going. She makes sure that we have the opportunity to reach so many. And speaking of those pages today, I want to send out a special, and I I do me a very special congratulations tonight to Princess Hargrove, and Princess is the winner of the October Roll Call. Now, those of you that are not familiar with the page, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, the great thing about that page is very simple, is that that page there allows for so many activity, and what happened with Princess Hargrove for the month of October, she was consistently the first person to post it or roll call each and every morning, and that is where you get in, and that's where you get uh, to send out your uh, salutation and your greetings, and you're always posting something upbeat and inspirational. So we're congratulations once again to Princess Hargrove. And then we have another person congratulating, that's uh, Devon Cruz. And this is for her being the winner of the Daily Bread uh, victory for the month of October. Devon uh, has consistently been the first to uh, comment on the uh, daily bread post for the month of October. And for that, I want to congratulate uh, Devon Cruz as well as I want to uh, congratulate also Princess Hargrove for their commitment and making the world a better place and sharing their light. And that is what it's all about today, people. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how we can be reached tonight. I want to examine and want to go into a subject tonight that is kind of interesting, but it's been one that I've pondered over, and it's this question here. And look at the fact that when we see domestic violence occurs, there are always two people, at least two people involved. There's a perpetrator and there is a uh, victim inside of it. But what happens? What do we do when, you know, what happens when that perpetrator is related to you and that perpetrator is someone you know? So I want to dig back a little deeper than that and ask the question, 
What is it that fathers and mothers should tell their sons about domestic violence? What message should fathers and mothers convey to their sons about domestic violence? What is it? Is it something that should be taught early on? Is that a talk that fathers sit down with their sons or mothers sit down with their son, or do they collectively sit down with them and say, listen, you know, this is wrong, and this is why you don't abuse, and this is what you don't do? Or like most things, are we leaving it up for them to learn by osmosis or learn from someone else outside of the home? So that's, that is the uh, topic tonight, although there's always open line and we're, and we're willing to talk about anything uh, along the line of the format of the show. But tonight's topic is the fact is what should fathers and mothers teach their sons or tell their sons about domestic violence? What is it should they be talking to them about? What should they be telling them? Because I believe that there's not a father or mother alive that would say that we raised our son to be a batterer. We raised our son to be a murderer, that our intention was to raise our son to be some type of controlling person. I don't believe that's the case. So if that's the case and we understand that domestic violence is a learned behavior, then what is it that our, that our parents or what should mothers and fathers be teaching their sons about domestic violence? That is the question on today. That is the question I want to propose to you on today, and that is what I hope that we can join in. So area code 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us. That is how you get a chance to be on. If you have a question and a comment, just simply hit number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we're so glad when you do come on the air to join us. And as you come on the air tonight, uh, it will be our pleasure to get you on and share with the world Share your insight, your comments, your testimony, whatever it may be. Something there is going to inspire somebody else. It's going to empower someone else. And I promise you that somebody will be a better person as a result of you having the courage to go forth and to really speak this thing as it relates to this subject matter. So that is how you reach us. Once again, there you go, 323-784-9638. If you desire to have a question and a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on, and we want you on tonight. We'll get you on the airway. We'll get a chance to hear your opinion, and we'll get a chance to take your calls as well. And so that's so very important tonight. What is it? Should fathers and mothers really tell their sons about domestic violence? And a caveat to that is when do you start? When do you let them know? When do you begin to really uh, express to them about how they are to treat someone else in a relationship? That is one to really consider because too many times there are not enough tools that are provided to make this a, something that will work out. So listen, immediately after the break, I am going to take your calls. You're listening to J.R. Ficklin, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'll see you right after the break.
If you're listening to us right now via the Internet, you should see some advertisements around your screen. Please click on one of them because you support us every time you click on an ad. Thank you. founder and CEO here at the Soul of America Radio. We've all witnessed the unjust laws that allow our children to be gunned down, that allow our mothers, fathers, and brothers to be locked up 20, 30 years for crimes that are belittled in the white community. It's time that we gather together and discuss ways to take action one day at a time, one house at a time. It starts right here with us. Join us as we adopt the theme of fight the power, of course, peacefully. We look forward to you joining us over the next few months. Thank you. We're fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, J.R. Thickland. In hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. And welcome back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. For so many that are listening tonight, if this is your very first time, this is the place where you're able to not only express, but it's a platform where we address the issue of domestic violence, the issue of uh, uh, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, uh, economical abuse, uh, the issue of rejection and abandonment, uh, all of those things, divorce, loss, any of those things that have caused pain, this is a place for healing. And uh, we so, we're so glad to be able to provide this platform each and every week because we believe that it's absolutely necessary if we're going to make an impact in our communities today. Tonight, before we went on the other side of the break, we talked about the fact what tonight would be the show that actually deals with the uh, whole idea, if you would. It deals with the idea of, um, of uh, what is it that a father and mother should tell their sons about domestic violence? What is, should they be teaching them? about domestic violence. That is a question that's on the table today, and I leave it up to you, Eric code 323 to kind of help carry this discussion tonight, because I do believe that has to be conversation. We have to have conversation about this. This is not something that we can afford to sweep under the rug. It's not something that we can afford to pretend that it doesn't exist. We have to take it for what it is. We must address it because if we fail to address it, we're only perpetuating it simply by our denial and simply by us not addressing it and calling it out for what it is. It is so imperative because as our sons grow, we too often put the responsibility on the, on the female or on the victim. It is imperative that we put that responsibility on the perpetrator. The perpetrator needs to know that inside of all of this that uh, they need to uh, realize that what they're doing goes beyond them. And it's so important that this conversation is had among so many. And so as I continue to look at this, I continue to say this, that it's imperative that we begin to teach our sons 
teach our sons what is most important in the line of this work here. And what's most important is the fact that we have to. We have to, without any equivocation, we have to address this issue. We must talk about what is proper and what is, imp- what is not proper. And when we take the opportunity to do that, then I think that we make a, a tremendous impact in the lives of others. Because too often we have put that responsibility on the victim, as if the victim doesn't have enough to worry about as it is. We must put this blame and we must put this responsibility, should I say, right where it lies. You know, and, uh, and we have to take the opportunity to do so because failure to do so is literally perpetuating this issue. Failure to do so is literally perpetuating the issue. So the mother who is grieving her son that she may, may have lost to prison, what is it that possibly could have been said that would have changed the dynamics and the outcome? That is the thing that we have to look at today because it is very crucial at this time. What is it that they should be saying? What conversation should be, ha- should be having? And I think the conversation is very simple. You've got to talk about the way that they see uh, their roles and the roles of a woman as well as they have to have a conversation around what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. That is absolutely imperative in this day and time, that we continue to uh, make this happen from a standpoint where we're not covering it up, where we're not acting as if um, uh, no one's affected by this. This is affecting way too many people, and it's affecting people from every walk of life. It's affecting people from uh, from uh, every community. And so when we recognize that, it is imperative upon us that we will do something about it. And as we do something about it, we have to get in front of this issue and talking about this subject matter. It is always, it is never too late, it is never enough uh, to be said for this. This is something that we all are impacted by. This is something that we all have seen people's lives uh, uh, totally hampered as a result of, and we must all take that responsibility in making some things work. So when I say to you, what is it that we should say? What is it that we should tell our sons and our daughters concerning this subject matter? That is a real concern because too often uh, sons are going to prison and jail and what has been talked to them at all about the subject matter? What have they been allowed to just um, meander through life without ever getting um, any type of understanding of what their role and what their responsibility is? And so with that having been said, we have a responsibility to one another. We have a responsibility to one another to make this um, a priority in our lives, to make this something that is worth listening to, to make this something that we must give credence to, because the failure to do so it is to perpetuate this cycle. This is a cycle that we have to address. This is a cycle that we can least afford to continue to stick our head in the sand about. So that is what we'd like to talk about tonight. Uh, Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. You can listen in on that line, or you can have a comment or question by simply hit the number one. If you hit the number one, we promise that we'll get you on the air and uh, we'll entertain your question and or your comment because it's imperative that as we go forth inside of this subject matter that we recognize where uh, where the responsibility lies. There's a lot of responsibility that is going on, and we have to take uh, we have to take, if you would, 
responsibility. We have to take uh, accept responsibility for what's going on. We have to uh, accept responsibility for the things that we encounter in this life. And until we accept that responsibility, we are perpetuating the, the cycle. We talk about this being learned behavior, and I assure you that it is. It is learned behavior. But what is it that we do with it outside of that? We have to be willing to step forth and have a conversation, a conversation that is around this subject matter that is one that holds us accountable from every standpoint in life. So I want to make sure that we have that opportunity to do so inside of this because this is a very important subject matter. This is not one that we can walk around it. This is not one that I think that we can just pretend that it doesn't exist. This is one that we must, and I do mean that we must teach. We've got to teach about because if we don't teach about it, our sons are going to be lost, and our sons are being lost because of that very reason. So we have every reason, every reason to raise this subject matter and to have a healthy conversation around it because without having that healthy conversation, we're going to continue to see the perpetuation of this vicious cycle. And as this cycle continues, believe me, lives are being touched, lives are being even demolished as a result of it. So I leave each and every one of you with the responsibility of stepping forth and recognizing that we all have a tremendous role to play inside of this. And once we play that role there, then only then and only then that we can make a difference inside of this subject matter. So that is the floor tonight. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us tonight here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklet, and I'm always so very glad to have you join us here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Now, as you're reaching out tonight and as we continue to have this subject matter on tonight, I want to challenge each and every one of you that are listening under the sound of my voice to recognize the fact that there is a profound message that our sons are hearing, but are they hearing the message from us what is it that we do and what should we do when it comes to the issue of domestic violence? Have they had a heart-to-heart talk with you? Do they know where you stand when it comes to this subject matter? Or are they are left out in the cold? Have they been given the green light to remain silent? Whatever the situation may be, the reality is it's the fact that this is the opportunity for us to begin to speak up and to speak out about something that is so atrocious in our society. And until we speak up and speak out about it, we will continue to see the things that we've seen, and we will not make the progress that is needed in order to break this vicious cycle of domestic violence. So as I continue to say to you on so many different levels that we have a responsibility, and indeed we do, we have a responsibility to break the cycle, we have a responsibility to make things work, we have a responsibility to go a little further than where we've gone because, of fact, the next generation is impacted by this. And we must do our part in making sure that the next generation is not being held hostage to this issue of domestic violence. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. This is J.R. Thickland. I'm so glad that you've joined us on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Now, what is the conversation should you have? Come on, that's what I want to hear from you tonight. What conversation should a mother be having with her son about domestic violence? What conversation should a father be having with his son about domestic violence? When should that conversation start? When should it start? Because it's a very important um, issue that we must address. 
domestic violence just doesn't uh, come from anywhere. It is a result of so many things, and we have to be ready to address this situation in a way that is so crucially important. We have to be ready to address this issue in a way that is so crucially important, and until we do so, uh, that um, we will not make the impact that we need to make. It is the time now that our sons are not only taught, but it's time that we're held accountable about this very issue here as it relates to domestic violence. So, my friend, I trust that you would literally, I trust that you would lend your voice, lend your voice to this conversation tonight about what is it should fathers and mothers uh, uh, tell their sons about domestic violence? What should they tell them? I mean, where else will they learn what is the proper way to entreat people and the proper way, the proper way to engage people? unless they are taught at home. And that is the challenge today. Uh, what is it that we do and how do we do it? Uh, we have to take this opportunity to make a difference, and we have to make this difference in a way that all would know that this is unacceptable. And I say it starts with us as parents. We have to make this, uh, we have to make this known with our sons. We have to make this known that this is unacceptable any other way other than the fact that we have to uh, do the things that are right. And the things that are right is this, that we have to have a sense of decency, a sense of fairness, and a sense of making this about making this about what it is. And that is the fact of responsibility for our actions and not um, pretending as if that this doesn't exist. So uh, that is what we must do. That is what we have to do, and that's what we want to talk about tonight. You listen to Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. That is how you reach us, area code 323-784-9638. If you'd like to email us, jthicklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. I'll be right with you right after the break here, and we take live calls. Hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call J at 323-784-9638. J.R. Thicklin, the Soul of America Radio, and its staff and family encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800-799-7233. The National Domestic Violence Hotline 
800-799-7233. It is your business. Also connect with J.R. Dicklin at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can't soar. This is the one and only story. Give us a call at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. For those of you that are listening to the very first time, this show is about uh, the platform of addressing the issues of hurt, abandonment, rejection, isolation, loss, grief, divorce, whatever it may be, but mainly around the subject matter here of the issues of domestic violence, sexual violence, economical abuse, abandonment, spiritual abuse, those things that cause us pain and hurt. And we believe that this is a platform to begin that journey to wholeness. It is hope in healing, because where there is hope, there is the process of healing, the probability of healing, and the healing can start. If you'd like to ask a question, like to have a comment uh, on the show, you can simply call area code 323-784-9638 and hit the number one on your keypad. Afterwards, that lets our producer know that you have a question and a comment, and we'll be so very glad to have you on the show tonight. And for those of you that are maybe listening even now by way of the Internet, once again, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. And uh, you can go to the column there that says Hope and Healing and uh, go to Live Show. And that's how you will find us. We're right here live. Have you in mind tonight as we're talking about the subject matter. What is it that, what is it that fathers and mothers, what is it that should be telling their sons about domestic violence? What is it they, they should uh, tell them about domestic violence, or should that be something left to someone else? That is the subject matter to today. I want to, I want to definitely get your attention inside of this because I believe that it's imperative that we have a conversation with our sons and our daughters and each and every one as it relates to the subject matter about domestic violence. And I think that this subject matter is one that has to, have, uh, has to be had because there are too many times that things are happening and we never say another word. We never go to the place that we should go inside of it. We never have that conversation. And so many folks are, uh, find themselves uh, with their hands folded, find themselves feeling like their hands are tied, find themselves not knowing what to say or do. You know, how do I have this conversation with my son about this subject matter? How do I have this conversation with my daughter about this subject matter? 
how do I make this work? How do I how do I really have a, a intelligent conversation around this around this issue here? Because believe it, beloved, or not this is a real issue here, and that there are mothers who are dealing with sons that are being locked up in prison, and they're there for lifetimes because of the fact this subject matter has never been discussed. We never said anything about it. Uh, as a result of that, we now are dealing with the back end of so much. We're dealing with sons that uh, that are going to prison about things that they probably should have known about but did not know about. And so the challenge today is to really reach out beyond, uh, you know, where you are. What do we say to our sons? What is it that a father should say? What is it a mother should say to their sons as it relates to this subject matter? Because I'm telling you that not only is this crucial, it is one that is rocking our home. It is robbing our homes of fathers. It's robbing our homes of of husbands. It's robbing our homes of so many things simply because the conversation is not had. We're not talking about what do we tell them. I'm amazed at the times that uh, I guess there's there's almost an inability to resist defending Defending the perpetrator, especially when the perpetrator happens to be your son or your relative. I've heard too much in terms of people literally feeling as if they uh, have some justification for this abuse taking place. And we cannot afford to endorse this by any stretch of the imagination. So our question today is that how do we deal with it? How do we... Uh, how do we deal with it? What is that question? What is that conversation that should be had by father and his son when it comes to the subject matter? Uh, do we just sweep it up under the rug? Do we pretend that it doesn't happen? Do we assume that they will be all right? Because I'm telling you, there's too much room for assumption. And when the assumption happens too often, we find ourselves visiting the jails, if not the cemetery. So this is something that I think that is so important in terms of the many things that we face as parents, and I think that we must have uh, we must have a conversation. We must have a conversation around this issue and how do we address it? Because if we fail to address this issue, I promise you, if we fail to address this issue here, it comes up again and it repeats itself in so many different ways. And so, therefore, there must be conversation around this issue. We must not be afraid to have this conversation around this issue. And I'm going to just know what is it that fathers and mothers say to their sons? What do they tell them about domestic violence? Do they even have this conversation? Do they ever think about what their sons or their daughters may be exposed to? That is the question on the day. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us here, right on the Soul of America Radio. If you have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad that lets our producer know that you want to get on the air. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us on today. What is it that fathers should be telling their son about domestic violence? What would you tell yours? What is that conversation? What does it start off like? Can you have that conversation with silent, without sounding like that you are somehow or another endorsing or somehow or another that, uh, that you're giving him some type of leeway inside of this? This is a very, very important subject matter. It is one that we have to take the opportunity to address. We can no longer sit idle and act as if this is not a subject matter that needs to be addressed. There's too many people in our circle that have been victims of domestic violence, and I promise you they didn't beat up themselves. They did not abuse themselves. It happened because someone that they were involved with was involved in this relationship, and we have to be willing to be able to have a conversation around it. What are we saying? 
Dads, I want to hear from you. Men, I want to hear from you. Mothers, I'd like to hear from you tonight as well. What is it that we say? What is that conversation that needs to be had that is not being had, especially in a community of colors, about this issue of domestic violence? Are we satisfied with just saying, well, you know, it's another, it's just another generation? I think that we have to look a little deeper than that, just being another generation. I think we have a responsibility, and our responsibility runs deep. And that responsibility is one that we must begin to look into. That responsibility is one that calls us to arms, and it calls us to stand and to uh, actually take our rightful place. And so I'm going to say once again that here's the opportunity to make this very plain, is that what is it that we say to our sons about domestic violence? That is the question that we have to be willing to answer here tonight, and we cannot shove this one up under the rug. This is one that we have to have conversation and dialogue about. Because refusing to have this conversation is literally signing off on the abuse that that is allowed to take place. We have to take the responsibility. What have we told our sons? What is the conversation that we've had with our sons about this issue? And so until we have this conversation, until we do so, we are doing an injustice to ourselves. And not only are we doing an injustice to ourselves, we are literally, we are literally uh, putting ourselves in a position in which that we are turning a deaf ear. And I believe that we cannot afford to turn a deaf ear to this subject matter tonight. And I invite your comments. I invite your feedback tonight um, because this is very serious. Fathers have to talk to their sons about this subject matter. What do you say? Now, I'm going to say this, and for so many that may, may not be listening to me, first of all, here's the subject matter that more than talk, we have to demonstrate. There must be a demonstration about this, and that is what makes this such a very difficult subject matter. No one wants to admit it, but that's what makes it a very difficult subject matter. It's because there's one thing that we have to be able to talk about. We have to be able to talk about, and I want to open up the lines tonight for that very particular reason, to talk about this tonight. Um, And until we have um, this conversation with our sons, what are we saying to the next generation? This is so incredibly important. We have to have this conversation because um, if we fail to do so, the next generation is already at stake. The next generation is already under siege. The next generation, who will our daughters marry? Who will be in their lives? Individuals who have not had a conversation about this. Fathers, we have a responsibility to address the situation. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's the number to reach us. We have a caller on the air, and I'm going to get a different on the air tonight. Welcome to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air tonight. Good evening, Pastor. How are you? Good evening. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm yes, I'm anxious to, to hear what you got to say. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's just amazing how. Um, you know, I, I can use my sons as an example, and, um, you know, myself and my father, you know, actually my father has been the only male, positive male role model in their lives, and he's always taught them, and we both always taught them, you know, you don't hit girls, you know, I don't care how heated the discussion may get, you walk away, you know, and then 
But the flip side of that also when they're dating, you know, the young ladies, and, of course, they're going to bring them to mom, you know, because they want mom's approval. I also let the young lady know that, okay, I don't want you hitting my son either. You know, um, um, don't um, say things that's going to belittle him. You know, I'm very – I have a – I'm very high on respecting each other's feelings and each other's emotions. And I guess by me being a preschool teacher and the types of trainings we've had in certain um, issues, we tell the child, well, well, tell the child that you don't like to be um, hit or tell them hitting hurts and, you know, all of these things. Even though it's at a preschool level, you know, but they're understanding that, you know, hitting is not, you know, this is not the right way to um, address uh, an emotion that I might be dealing with at the time. You know, we can't always hit each other because we feel like it, you know. Um, there has to be other ways to, um, you know, um, deal with our anger in a more you know, positive um, way. So. And, and perhaps, you know, yeah. you, you talk okay. about the fact that talking to the young kids about it, but the, but mm-hmm. the message is still the same. It's, it's a simple message. It's right. a message about respect, understanding boundaries, and understanding the fact that you don't tear a person down. I mean, you know, oftentimes it's easy to talk about the physical part. You know, don't hit, don't do that. Right. And perhaps with good mm-hmm. restraint and good, you know, with good restraint and good temperance, perhaps that won't happen. But how do we have mm-hmm. that conversation around the fact that you don't, you don't belittle. You don't name call. You don't tear. You know. You don't tear down. You don't uh, humiliate. And because that's a very equal important message. Because we often talk about you know. And as a person who worked in this area for for you know nearly twenty years, you know we often talk about the fact of um, you know what happens to the victim. We often talk long before they ever was beat up. They was beat down by the words verbally. They was put down. They was uh, they were you know they were discouraged. They was a uh, uh, degraded in every kind of way, dehumanized, if you would. They were told that they were nothing. You'll never be nothing. One else want you. And then you take that to the fact. Go back to your field where where they're where they're young kids. Where do we see those things at uh, early on? Sometime in those small little. Uh, you know, pre-K class where you, there's a boy who's calling a girl ugly, a, a girl who's calling a boy names, or uh, we see things that that happens. Um, I'm reminded of a judge down in uh, Broward County, and this story was told many years ago. I was at a a, uh, a forum, and the judge told the fact, and there's a judge that sat on a bench, and um, and this one particular day, uh, the little daughter gets out of school. The nanny brings uh, the daughter by the courthouse, and, 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 and the judge is standing outside his chamber, and he sees his daughter coming, and he you know he, he, he gets down, he kneels down, and he's opened up his arms for her to come run to him. And when she ran to him and, and gave him a big hug, the daughter tells her dad, the judge, said, Dad, wow, and goes on and says, uh, uh, she said, Dad, Brian, keep on pulling my hair. He keeps on pulling my hair at school. And the judge said these words before he knew it. Knew it. He says, "Oh, baby, it's all right. He just likes you." And after he said it, he said there was this. It hit him like a like a like a you know ton of bricks. What he had just said to her, he had just reinforced in her head that because Brian likes you, he pulls your hair. And so, 
where do we start teaching these messages at the fact to not only our daughters, but especially our sons? When do we tell our sons that you're not supposed to pull their hair? When do we tell our sons you're not supposed to say these things? When do we tell our sons that violence is not the way that you solve conflict? Because I think one of the things that have happened so in our society is the fact that we have not understood how to deal with conflict, a misunderstanding. And so as a result... Uh, so many people naturally think that the first thing, the natural progression from conflict is violence. But it's not conflict, then violence. It's really conflict, then resolution. We have conflicts, but how do we resolve this issue? You've got to understand, uh, when, I, when I pose a question tonight about what should fathers and mothers tell their sons, that question was kind of loaded because the reality is that regardless of what we tell them, it's really what we show them that it's going to make the difference inside of that. And so I can only imagine, you know, now you're dealing with, in your own case, you have sons uh, that, are, that are older sons and stuff, and how do you have that conversation with them about, you know, this issue here? Um, well, it's, it's a tough issue because they're faced with so much, even in school, you know, even when my, when I'm not around them and they're with their peers and they, you know, they see a, a, another boy, you know, hitting on a girl, and then because um, both of my boys, they don't, they don't like it. They don't like to see a girl getting hit. I don't, I don't care if they so-called call it playing or whatever. It's they're, they're like they want to stop it, but then it's like, okay, well, if, then, then what if the other guys, you know, then you have another, you know, you're escalating another problem. So then you have to call in and some adults too, and then. It's just what I um what I've normally done. I you know I always sit down and I always talk about it. We have a you know open door policy. Whatever's on your mind, please you know let's let's bring it to the table so we can come up to come up with some real solutions to whatever whatever problem you're facing. And um, right now, you know this uh, violence is a big issue and bullying is a big issue in their schools right now. It's not just the little you know. Name calling, it's going, it's going, you know, deeper than that now to the point where kids are, you know, committing suicide or they're bringing guns to school and wanting to retaliate on that child. So it's, it's a really deep issue. And what I, what I can only think of is like, you know, they're byproducts of their environment. So whatever they see, they think it's okay. But now we have to reverse this. And we say this is not okay. You know, it's not okay to name call. It's not okay to hurt an individual because of something you might be facing yourself, you know, and that's the only thing that I can think of, you know, and um, when I'm talking to them and as they're bringing questions to me because they are dating and they are, you know, you know, faced with all kinds of pressure, all kinds of issues right now. And, um, and, um, and they, they say, well, Mom, you know, this is not right. I don't like it. I don't like to see my friends beat up on each other, you know. But then they're also in the point where they get in fights themselves trying to break up something else. So it's like it's, it's a mess, you know. Well, it's definitely challenging in this day and time. And you just brought yeah. up a point that is so important is that we're seeing really a, a, a rise of bullying happening. And, you know, we talked about here on the show earlier uh, in earlier weeks, we talked about the fact that the correlation the correlation between children being exposed to domestic violence and bullying. And so in many cases, the kid who bullies, the kid is doing what they've seen, 
and what they have seen work. They've seen manipulation at its best. They've seen control at its best. They've seen demeaning and uh, demeaning and derogatory talk at its best. And so, therefore, when they bully, this is such a natural. This is a natural progression. It is exactly what they've seen. And guess what? They've seen it work. And so, and here's the problem. The impact on the victim, however, begins to be just a little different. I mean, definitely similar to that of a victim of domestic violence, but in many cases where you're talking about the fact where uh, there are many people that are committed suicide, and we definitely have seen our rash of stories lately as it relates to these issues with, uh, with teenagers and young adults, where the bullying has happened to the place of a gross negligence and gross abuse inside of it, and as a result, the person ends up killing themselves because of this situation. But on the other hand, we've also seen the situations where a lot of the, uh, if you would, uh, uh, the mass shootings, the mass shootings that we've seen happen, oftentimes have been attributed to the fact uh, you're hearing or reading notes that the that the assailants have said that they were bullied for a while. And so now they retaliate with, with a stronger force and power because of the fact they are being bullied. But we have to stop and we have to do that checklist very early on. We have to notice behaviors of our children, and particularly our sons, inside of this situation because of the fact these things do not go away. These things have to be addressed from a very pragmatic way, and we have to address it uh, through teaching. There, there, there are just some basic things that has to be taught, and, uh, and I have to concur with you. It's a scary world today. It's scary, it's scary being an innocent bystander. It's a very scary world today to even try to be the peacemaker inside of these type of conflicts. So, you know, where does where do we begin in changing the culture of this situation? Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin on Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. And I'm so glad that you join us tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you're listening by way of the internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. Uh, that's how you can you can listen to us there. But you also can reach us by listening to us by way of phone. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. And if you desire to have a question and a comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you have a question and a comment. We'll be so very glad to get you on the air tonight. You don't have to give your name. You don't have to say anything as far as that, but we're always, always uh, delighted to have your questions and or your comments around this subject matter today. So, uh, as I listen to you, Carla Gloria, listen, let me ask you this question here. Because, you know, you talked about peer pressure a few minutes ago. And, and the peer pressure a lot of times for guys is that uh, if, guy, if guys try to be nice, if guys try to be gentlemen, if guys try to be, uh, uh, you know, a very nice and very welcoming and thoughtful young man, oftentimes they're teased, even by their guy friends. Yeah. They say things like, uh, look at you, she, got, she has you whipped. Look at you, you soft. Look at you. Uh, man, you let her make a fool out of you. And those are the type of things that happen oftentimes that challenges a young man when he, when he really is trying to do the right thing, when he's really trying to, to do the things that he, that he perhaps has been taught to do. What would you say uh, in terms of this? I mean, what is the reinforcement? What type of reinforcement do that kid need at home in order for him to be able to overcome those type of situations where they're being teased and really being made fun of because of the fact they're doing the right thing? Well, I I think, you know, if he has, like, a strong um, family grounded and, and they're encouraging him to continue to do what's right, I think that plays an important role. 
you know, um, even though it is hard, it is it's challenging, but because I, I always tell them, I say, well, good always still conquers over evil. I don't care what the situation may look like. Good will always still conquer that. So I always tell my boys, you know, don't quit. Don't stop doing what's right, regardless of what your friends might say or what they think. Because deep down, you know, they kind of admire them from a distance, even though they won't admit it. <laughs> because, exactly. you know, they want to. You know they kind of they want to be like that, and they want to you know, but they not sure how to go about it. And I, you know, and I and I tell them, I say, you're you're a light in this dark world, so allow your light to shine, regardless of how it may look. You know, um, but it's it, I know it's not easy because I, I went through it myself growing up. You know, being teased and and bullied and. You know, and then my mom had to come up to the school and, you know, and we had to talk to the principal and all that kind of stuff. And it got resolved, but I, you know, I I faced some of those same challenges and I just, you know, and, and during that time I was growing up in Wellington and, um, you know, we were like the only family of color out there. So you can imagine what, what I went through. And um, But it was through God's grace that I was still able to overcome a lot of those those obstacles, but it it wasn't easy, you know, with the name calling and stuff, you know. But it, it was only God's grace. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, that's it. so interesting that you say that. So what we do understand that the, the support of family and a foundation is so strong inside of this, and and I think that it's imperative for that to happen. And I believe also that the conversation that fathers and mothers must have with their sons eventually is to have that conversation about who they are as a man, as a male. What does that role look like? And that, that and to reassure and reinforce that that role does not include them, include them, uh, uh, if you would, uh, controlling someone. It doesn't include them giving a bunch of orders. It doesn't include them, you know, being uh, argumentative and always uh, uh, being the individuals who's to, to minimize uh, a person and to uh, uh, to uh, to. Uh, to, to belittle them in any kind of way. I think that conversation has to be had. Uh, I have looked into the eyes of too many mothers who have lost their sons to prison because of the fact of the issue of domestic violence or lost them to jail. And oftentimes there's, I can't help but to notice this blank uh, stare look in the eyes of the mother because I think what is happening is they're thinking about only if I would have told them, only if I would have gotten out of my situation in time, or only if I, you know, had the courage to have to have uh, stood up, you know. And some of that is guilt-laden, don't get me wrong, but these are the things that uh, actually are going through the minds of these mothers. But when they look at that son who is now going to spend either the rest of his life or some significant portion of his life behind prison bars, it is that question of what did I miss? What is it that I could have done? How could I have made a difference? Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us here. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. If you have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to get you on the air tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness, and I am your host, J.R. Thicklin. And we want your feedback tonight. What is it that fathers and mothers should be teaching their sons about domestic violence? I mean, after all, you would want your son to be there on his way to death row or to jail or prison because of the issue of domestic violence. So what is it that we do now to take responsibility to make sure that our sons are healthy emotionally, that they can make valid uh, decisions 
without any type of discrepancy. That's how you reach us, area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us, and we'll be right back after the break to take more of your calls and your questions. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to holders. This is your host, J.R. Ficklet. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Coming up on the Soul of America Radio, go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Hello, this is Tony Starling, founder and CEO of the Soul of America Radio. I wanted to take this time to thank you for your patience as we went through a period of time where we did not broadcast for probably about a month. We had some technical issues that we have since worked out, and now we are ready to bring you the best in Soulful Talk Radio. Tonight's program is J.R. Ziegler, who brings you Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We have more programming coming up, brand new shows, I promise you that. But you stay tuned right here on the Soul of America Radio. And thank you for all of the wonderful correspondence through cards, emails, and everything else we received, saying that you want us back. We are back. This is the one and only Soar. And now here's your host, J.R. Ziegler. Should we have it at all? That's a very important 
uh, topic to consider the fact because domestic violence is a learned behavior, folks. It is a learned behavior. It is not something that comes by osmosis or neither diffusion. It happens as a result of the fact that children learn what they live and they live what they learn. And because they internalize these things that they've lived and they learn, oftentimes it plays itself out in their behavior inside of the way that they perceive life, the way they perceive themselves. Whether they're in a flight or fright mode, uh, uh, they're in a mode of the fact of uh, being the dominant one, whatever that may be, we have to understand that they are molded and they are shaped by their environment and then in the atmosphere that, quite frankly, that that is produced for them. And so we have to be responsible inside of what is it that we're saying? What is our conversation? Are we even talking to our children, to our sons especially anymore? Or do we allow them to just do their own thing? Uh, or do we have a fundamental responsibility to one another and to uh, the people they're involved with that our, our sons may uh, make wise decisions and our sons do not find themselves on the wrong end of the law, oftentimes spending the time behind prison bars, and rightfully so, unfortunately, for address, for committing this issue of domestic violence. So uh, the the uh, the phone lines, there we go, 323-784-963, they're still up. I'm going to be on for about another 15 minutes here, and I will and we'll close out with uh, music and uh, things of that nature for uh, healing and, uh, and that, and that type of uh, environment. But tonight is imperative. Tonight it's imperative. Perhaps you're listening tonight and perhaps you're a mother. And you're thinking about the fact of the conversation you didn't have with your son about this issue. And perhaps he now faces time doing jail time. And perhaps there's some questions in your mind, in your heart, about what is it I could have done. Perhaps there's a mother listening to me right now who's thinking about how do I shield my son from this type of uh, activity and behavior. Those type of questions, those type of things we're here to address tonight on Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness, you can reach us, area code 323 784 That's area code 323-784-9638. is how you reach us. If you have a question and a comment, simply hit number one on your keypad, and we'll bring you on the air. Now, those of you that are listening by way of the Internet, uh, simply www.soulofamericaradio.com. Go to that left column there where it says Hope and Healing. Hit Hope and Healing in there, and you go to the Live button, and you're on live. But this is an opportunity for you to not only speak, comment, or whatever, do so. Now, if you'd like to email us, email us at the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you can reach us today. We're so so excited to be with you in this stretch of, of the show that we're getting ready to prepare to leave. Um, I just want to implement, and should I say, I just want to really say again, I want to imply again, that it's imperative, absolutely imperative, what we teach and what we teach our sons and what our sons begin to know about what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong. They must have, they must be held responsible and accountable for their action as it relates to so many things on so many levels. We have that responsibility to do so, and that's what this show is about every week. It's about, uh, you know, bringing forth this information, bringing forth this knowledge, bringing forth a platform that allows you to look into some of the most difficult timing 
of our life, and that is transition when things are happening around us and we don't quite understand. Violence seemingly have escalated. There's not a single week that we can go in any major uh, area, a metropolitan area, where there's not a death, and literally a death a day. And I'm not talking about natural causes. I'm talking about death by assault, by aggravated one thing or another, and we have a responsibility uh, to raise that issue. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us here right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you desire to call in, uh, simply do so at that number. If you desire to have a question, hit number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you have a question and a comment, and we'll be so very glad to get you on the air tonight uh, inside of dealing with this subject matter. So as I reach out to you all tonight that, that are out there in radio land, I want to hear from the mother, the mother who's had to do all that she can to try to raise her sons, and oftentimes feeling like her back is against the wall, then it may even uh, looks like it's a uh, lost battle. But I want that mother tonight to know that it's not a lost battle. And I want to reach out to her, and I want to not only reach out to her, I want each and every one of you that are listening tonight. If you would, pick up your phone. Make that phone call. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you do it. You listen to J.R. Thickland, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on your Soul of America Radio Network. So that is what we have to deal with today, my friends. We have a responsibility uh, to make this happen and to teach our son. And so, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that we keep uh, this message going. We're going to keep this uh, line of thinking going because I would love to see every father begin to take the time with their their sons, their nephews, their neighbor, and that's begin to mold them in a way in which they are mold to be respectful. They're mold to uh, ask questions. They're mold to not be obnoxious. And quite frankly, they're mold not, to not be uh, come very, um, if you would, possessive of, of, of the person they're with. And so this is so important inside of the training ground of our children. We have to provide the information. We have to provide the uh, blueprint for where we're going because children learn what they live and they live what they learn and we have so much to do along that line you listen to J.R. Thicklin A Journey to Wholeness help, uh, Hope and Healing A Journey to Wholeness right here on your Soul of America radio network if you'd like to reach us tonight area code 323-784-9638 area code 323-784-9638 that is how you reach us here at the station and we'll be so very glad to take your call and so uh, tonight, uh, once again, I want to say that uh, there is so much room for improvement. There are so many things that we must begin to implement and that we must begin to correct. Because not only is our future at stake, the life and the lives of our children are at stake. We have a charge to keep. We have a commitment to make. And that commitment is to reach out to families and reach out to children, and let's make this pledge. Let's make this happen. Let's understand the plight of the young man who may uh, now be orphaned because of the fact of their mother was killed. Let's deal with those issues there because they are very pressing issues, and we have to own these issues to make them ours, that we are able to do the work that needs to be done uh, in eradicating domestic violence. So, that is what I want to get you to understand tonight. Once again, you're invited to go to our, our 
uh, our page there on Facebook. We have a few pages that are there. Uh, one is Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Uh, that page there is up. I invite you to go ahead and visit that page, as well as our page on Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, and where that's a great page there. And uh, that page there is um, that page there is designed with you in mind. It's designed to be a, a page of inspiration, and it's designed to bring hope, even inside of that. So uh, that page there is filled with uh, inspirational quotes, sharing a positive testimony, screening a positive environment, even uh, positive songs. And I just want to say that to you tonight, that if you uh, would like to tune into that, uh, go to Facebook, simply look for uh, Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. Uh, that's one, uh, that's one uh, web page. And the other page is, once again, Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship. That is where you can find us. What an opportunity uh, uh, to become a part of that. Now, those pages are, are maintained, and they're taken care of by our dear uh, friend and colleague, uh, Indy Harlem. Uh, she's always making sure that these pages are up to date. Even if you were to go to our uh, Facebook page right now, either of those pages, you'll find that she's already at it. She's always already making sure that you have a great experience, one that is resourceful to you as you get on the air and as you continue to research the many things that we're doing and try to make the world a better place. So that is what I employ you, I encourage you tonight uh, to make this a part of your regiment. Let's make a difference. Let's keep uh, hope alive. Let's talk about these issues that are so pertinent to us. So uh, when you go to your Facebook page, um, Go look for Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness uh, that is there on the Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Just so much there to share with you and so much that is left there for you to share. So I just simply want you uh, to take advantage of this opportunity because it doesn't come by easy. Listen, we have about seven minutes left on the show. Uh, I will take your call if you're there. I'll get you a quick call or comment on the air. Uh, tonight, uh, you're listening to J.R. Thicklin, uh, Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness, and we are so glad to have you on the show tonight. So I invite you to come on, be a part of what's happening. I'm going to take this final break of the night, and then we'll come back right after this break. <laughs> Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soul. domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. 
more than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody. You can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thickler right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I think tonight's subject matter is one that prompts a lot of thought inside of the fact, because so, so often we do focus on the victim, and we should, rightfully so. But I think there's question in terms of prevention, there's question in terms of understanding this whole legacy of this issue of abuse, that if we fail to have a conversation with our sons, then what will happen? What is that conversation? What should fathers be telling their sons, and what should mothers be telling their sons about domestic violence? Where is that question? Where is it brought up? You know, do you use that as an example with their with with your with your daughters? Do you uh, first of all teach your sons how to treat your daughters, and therefore they will have some type of a knowledge and experience in dealing with females that you do not treat them in a way that they become your possession, they become your control, they become uh, uh, you know every one of those derogatory names that are out there, uh, do we have that responsibility to say, hey, listen here, we've got to make a difference here. We've got to say something that matters. And we have to stand up to our sons, and we have to quite frankly say, listen, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable here. And we have to have that same type of conversation with them, because I'm going to tell you something. It is almost a disservice. And literally, I'm going to tell you that it's almost a disservice for you and I to not have this conversation with our sons. How could we expect our daughters, and we don't have a conversation with her, and don't let a guy do this, and don't let a guy do that, and you know, don't let a guy treat you that way, without having had that same conversation in the reverse order with our sons, and where we challenge our sons and literally expect of our sons that you will not do a female that way, you will not talk to her that way, you will not manipulate her that way, you will not control 
control her that way, and you definitely will not put your hands on them. And so that is a question. That is something that we have to have a conversation around, and we have to have that conversation in real time. And so, fathers, if any of you are out there, uh, please, I would love to hear from you tonight as we get ready to close the show. But I'd love to hear from you tonight. And not only that, I'd love to hear from you as mothers. Area code 323-784-9638. That's the way you reach us tonight. If you'd like to have a question, I'd like to make a comment. If you're calling in on the line, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you desire to have a question or a comment, and we'll get you right on the air. You don't have to give your name. Uh, just simply, uh, you know, we'll bring you on, and you get a chance to ask your question or make your comment. What is it? Should we be telling our sons about domestic violence? What conversation should we be having? For many of you, when do we start? When do we start? Do we wait till they're old? Do we wait till they're uh, uh, reach age of uh, eighteen? Do we do uh, do we do we begin to have this conversation early on? That's the question tonight. That's on the floor. It's very simple. What do we tell our sons? What should we be telling them about this issue of domestic violence? I'm anxious to hear from you tonight. In our closing moments of this show, I'm really anxious to hear what is it that you say to them, because I want to know. For every father, I promise you, the last thing you want to do is go to the jail bars and have to see your son behind jail bars. The last thing you want to do is to have to entertain the issue that you lost your son uh, behind the senselessness of domestic violence. And so I'm very anxious to hear, what is it that you say to them? What conversation? What did you tell your sons about this? Open line, uh, that's available for anyone, mother, father, doesn't matter. What do you tell your sons about domestic violence? Last call, area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you get in. Hit simply number one on your keypad, and that will allow our producer to know that you want to come on the air, and we'll get you on the air tonight. But that's a very important subject to talk about. You know, too often I see this happen. Now the mother is grieving not only what have happened to the, the, the young lady or the female, the victim, but they're also grieving the fact that the fact now their son is more likely is going to be going away for a long time. Send us to prison. And then you have to ask yourself the question, what, what could I have done? Why didn't this conversation ever come up? What is it that I did not drill into their head to understand that domestic violence is, is off limits? This is something we will not tolerate. What is it that we do? And that's a very important question. Last call, last time for last shout out for a call. Air code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Air code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us today. Simply call in by that number. Hit number one on your keypad, and that lets our producer know that you have a question or comment. Well, I challenge you, though we've come out of the month of October, we're now in the month of November, don't let up on your advocacy and raising your awareness about the issue of domestic violence. Listen, you don't deserve to be abused, and neither do you have authority, young man or young woman, to abuse another. So I challenge you today to look up, to fess up, and I challenge you today to speak up about this issue of domestic violence. And until next time, I'm getting ready to get out of here in just a second here. This is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here. And when you're feeling burdened, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like you have nothing to offer, I'm simply going to encourage you. Take it. Take me to the key, and that will help you. Listen, until next time, I'll see you next Monday. 
9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great one. Take me to the King. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces. It's my offering. Take me to the King. Truth is I'm tired Options are few I'm trying to pray But where are you? I'm altered sound Hurt and abused I can't say what's left I'm weak, no strength to fight, no tears to cry, even if I try, but still my soul refuses to
To you. 
much to bring My heart's torn to pieces It's my heart 